welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hello and welcome back. (laughs) I'm so happy you guys are here. This is another really incredible interview with this awesome series that we've been doing from the event that I was in in New York City, Glow Podcast Row, where I had the opportunity of interviewing really incredible entrepreneurs. And today we have another entrepreneur for you to listen to and to learn from, and you are going to love this interview. We've got Gina Molinari here today, and you are going to hear from her as we kind of dive into this really juicy topic. Gina is a confident communication coach. She helps purpose-driven female entrepreneurs get clear and confident in becoming the face of their business so they can create the consistency that it takes to create momentum, results, and impact with their work. Uh, You definitely want to go grab your notebook for this, but we are just going to dive straight in. Welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I'm so excited. We've got a really incredible guest and Oh, I know we're going to dive into some really awesome juicy stuff. <laughs> We've got Gina Molinari here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be Yay! here. Yay! Okay, <laughs> tell us what do you do and then mm-hmm. kind of tell us a little bit of backstory. How did you get to where you are today? Ah, uh, yes, the long story. Well, so I am Let's a com- do it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I am a confident communication coach now, and what that looks like is serving uh, service-based entrepreneurs and getting really clear and confident in their communication and their online marketing so that they get visible and they're creating the momentum that actually creates results and impact. And I mean, the way I got there was a little unconventional because I went to do my undergrad as an opera singer. I went to be an opera singer. Amazing. Wait, where did you go to school? Uh, It's called Westminster Choir College. It's like this really, really tiny school in Princeton. I know so many people that I went to Webster University and so many people went to school there for theater and opera and, you know, music and all the fun things. Yep. Yeah. So it's this tiny conservatory like school in, in Princeton, New Jersey and New Jersey's where I grew up. So I, uh, you know, I went to be a performer and then I realized upon graduating that I actually have debilitating performance anxiety when it comes to singing in front of people. Oh no. Kind of a problem. <laughs> and it's not even that I realized it so much as that just, when I actually went to go and do the it thing. It like became a reality just yeah. really fast. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, the clincher was when I went to, I took a year off, I did a gap year and I was working in the office of admission at my school. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll keep doing my voice lessons. I'll keep working with my teacher yeah. and I'll audition for the grad program and basically get a degree for free because of tuition remission. Fantastic idea. <laughs> Except I didn't get into the program. Like, this is the plan. 
Yeah, this was the plan, and the plan did not happen. Yeah, so that was a huge blow to my ego. That if the place that trained me didn't want me, who was going to? And wow. it was one of those situations where you know, as a as an artist of any kind, there's yes. there's no such thing as perfection. You can't do a perfect job. But it was truly the best I could have done that day. And knowing that that I truly put my best foot forward, and that was still the result. I immediately shut that dream down. Yeah. And it was something that really had me thinking a lot about how many times I ignored that instinct that performing was really yeah. something I struggled with. Yeah, maybe this isn't yeah. the thing. Maybe it's, this isn't yeah. the thing. Yeah, and what I realized over time, you know, finally diving into this world several years later of entrepreneurship and personal development and all of that, yeah. music for me has always been about connection. It's been about the message mm. and really connecting with people because you're not singing in English when you're singing classical music. So I yes. have to convey it in other ways. Mm. And being able to move people literally to tears every time I sing, it never fails. doesn't matter what it is. It could be Mary Had a Little Lamb. It never <laughs> fails. I swear to God. It's just I'm there's so something. Like, okay, go. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you see another. This podcast or maybe i will i was gonna I say you, you're not the first Sometimes person to i've seen yeah. things on this podcast and it just comes <laughs> out and it's you know i know you know it's just that yeah that that's bubbly sort of personality right but i mean the realizing that that was truly yeah. what it was about it, because it was the movement yes it was having the impact the connection and all of that and everything i, I did since wow. then was like blog writing social it was all language okay. so i've kind of put two and two together like ah this is really what i'm doing it's this communication this value of communication right. That we're looking and uh, having creating. that, and I resonate with that so much. And yeah. the fact that I feel like I've said that so many times today, I resonate <laughs> with that. I resonate. But really, though, it is the truth. Uh, I believe our life leaves clues yeah. for our purpose mm -hmm. and for the deeper mission and message that we're actually meant to share. Mm -hmm. And this message that hey, this is actually what you're meant to do. Yeah. And so I'm very much familiar for being on stage. I grew up dancing and I actually yep. did a lot of singing competitions growing up nice. as well. So I'm very familiar to that. However, what I realized through all of my dreams, like those little girl dreams that you're like, okay, I want to hear your little girl dream. Okay. <laughs> my little girl dream was to be Celine Dion's backup dancer. Ooh, that was go. my dream. No joke. That was real life. I wanted that so bad. And then it was like to be on Broadway. And then it, mm. it you know, it developed into other things. Yeah. But ultimately, between all of my dreams and even going to art school for college, mm. I realized that the bigger purpose here was to create that impact very similar to what you're saying is yeah. to have people feel things because mm. of what you do exactly like my favorite thing is to sing for funerals where i'm in the balcony yeah. and it's just contribution to the moment it has yeah. nothing to do with me there are no eyes on me it's, it's just, just helping people feel yeah. and that was that was doing that is something that's just incredibly moving for me and, and it's do you still do that fulfilling. a little bit every now and then i do i do I've, i do it more for people that i actually know you know people right. ask me because yeah. they know that I sing but it's it's not it's something I definitely want to get back to and it's something that I know I still get to conquer so that I can continue to teach other people how to step into that anxiety as well yeah so, and my little girl dream to go yes, back I was to gonna that say, before we continue before I really we want continue to I want to be I've always wanted to be a Disney character where again <gasps> it's not fun. about me being seen but like I get to play with it and have fun with it right because I, I make noises and whatever and anyway I'm basically a Disney character when I just in normal life just yeah, yeah. I'm basically just a princess it's fine <laughs> not that <so, laughs> I'm, I'm more the character one I'm like you know the the weird village people 
people in Bel- Beauty and the Beast or whatever. That's me. But uh, walking around that. with bread and stuff. But, you know, I, 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 there's always something about, you know, I make funny little voices and I do impressions and stuff. I always wanted to be like a, a cartoon character. It's very and, much just about, yeah, ha- helping people feel and mm-hmm. having that. I love that. Having that yeah. impact. Okay. So um, I feel like I interrupted your story. So <laughs> here we are. You went to college. You did the thing. You mm-hmm. realized it wasn't for you. You didn't get into the grad program, mm-hmm. which obviously was probably a, a really detrimental yeah. situation at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there was failure issues and, and, and worthiness issues that oh, came up too. I mean, yeah. gosh, we have them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what happened? You got into the co- like marketing and stuff too. Yeah. So the, the sort of pivot that I made as a result of that experience was going to grad school for a master's of arts in performing arts administration. Ah. It's like, ah, stay around business around the thing I love. Like that'll be my back door into it, which I I fell in love with marketing in grad school. So that's really where I developed this, you know, new sort of path that I'm on because what I do ultimately is marketing coaching. But I mean, being able to, you know, step into this new space, I still realized how unhappy I was and how I just didn't feel like I fit into that world either you know I I would be around my my fellow classmates and they'd be talking about composers and songs and all these things and I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) like I am the worst musician ever that I'm not up on this stuff you know and then arts administration felt the same way I just felt like I was thinking and and feeling and wanting different things so diving into entrepreneurship trying to create my own thing as a result like all right forget you people like I'm just gonna go do my own thing and then realizing that you know this particular thing didn't fit and then this particular thing didn't fit there was a lot of guilt around all of those pivots and all of those changing of the uh, yeah. you know direction. But once I finally realized that that's what music was for me, was this message and connection, mm. I saw all of those dots connecting of, aha, everything's really been around language. Everything's really been around that connection yeah. and that messaging. So this is really what I can support people with. And I right. love I love language and I can really see into somebody's psyche by listening to what they're saying right. and then help them step into their confidence as a result of that. So what happened what moment happened or what made you look at your life to notice these similarities of, Mm -hmm. hey, aha, this is actually it. I actually went through leadership training where there was a lot of focus on emotional intelligence. And Ah. so, yeah, diving into those limiting beliefs and it was a very experiential sort of thing where like you're doing exercises, you're not just being talked at, right? But you're being put into these experiential exercises and talking with people who are complete strangers and like kind of revealing your your truths and all of the the things that have ever impacted you and not, not even really realizing that something did impact you, but it was just something that has happened to you before and somebody pointing out to you, you know, you realize that the way you said this makes it sound like it was really like the fact that you remember such detail about it. And I would Mm. think about it and yeah, maybe, maybe that did have more impact on me than I realized. So being able to then accumulate from there, because that was my gateway into uh, professional development and personal development. Yeah. So for someone who is in a place where they're like, I don't think I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do, but I like it, but I don't think it's it. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for them to identify, hey, what could be my next step? Yeah, I mean, just continuing to try things to see what does fit. So I tried all of these different things in between social media strategy and blog, and I did. I liked them, and I was had proficiency at them and yeah. all of these things, but I didn't feel like it was it. And like after a week, I wanted to quit, and I just hated it. Like, so yeah, <laughs> in hindsight, I can see that these were all tools that I got to put in my tool belt, that these were all things that ultimately support the sort of work that I do now. And having 
having those experiences, now I can teach those certain things. So mm. kind of changing your mindset now about that experience and saying, okay, this is not the thing now, but what can I take from this to move into something else that interests me? So you can fail faster, essentially. You just keep this consistency going so that you can find the thing, but you can't find the thing if you stay where you are. Mm. So yeah, just exactly. really getting that action going. I think we just should say that again. You can't find the thing if you stay where you are. Yeah. And that is such an important message. You can't just, <laughs> it's almost like, I love it when people talk about manifesting in like a super woo-woo way. And I love teaching about manifesting and I love talking about it. Mm -hmm. But they're like, if I just sit on my couch and I just wish for it to happen and I believe it's going to happen, it's just, mm -hmm. and I'm like, honey, listen. <laughs> yeah. You have to take action for the universe and God to actually bless you mm -hmm. with the things that you want. You gotta mm -hmm. take the next step because you never know what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Like one door, one conversation, one thing might create this beautiful aha moment that you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That is it. All of those big breaks that the artists have and everything, yeah, mm -hmm. that's years of effort and being in the right place and making the right connections. I have a friend who actually just yesterday or today announced this huge news that she had. Somebody reached out to her on LinkedIn wow. to offer her, there's this new platform coming out called Transformation TV and it's supposed to be like the Netflix of personal development sort of work. Cool. She was offered her own TV show. She was offered the opportunity to write a book, has 100% creative control. And she's like, oh my God, this came out of nowhere. Like this just fell into my lap. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that she worked damn hard to get to a place where they would find her on LinkedIn, right. to get to a place where her work was valuable and clear enough for them to say, yeah, you're a great fit for this. We want to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to kind of switch and shift gears a little bit because sure. I love that we are both confidence yes. ladies. <laughs> um, I think I have an episode like a while back that I was like singing about confidence, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess we won't sing today, even though I feel like we should. But what are your top three tips when it comes to becoming more confident in what you do and really developing like, I know I can do this and, and going after their dreams. Yeah. The first two immediately that come to mind are, you know, getting really clear on your credibility that yes. every experience you've ever had, it doesn't matter if it's a credential or a certification. Yeah. There is so much more that makes you credible in what you do. Yeah. And the things that like we need to like yes. sing that louder. <laughs> yes, yes. You don't have to have a certification for you no. to be extremely knowledgeable yes. and to be able to help people. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. like I know a woman who coaches people through grief. There ain't no certification for that. Yeah, it's life experience amazing. with family members who've committed suicide and a husband who passed away from cancer and all of that. Like knowing yeah. and living through that is what makes her credible to be able to do these things. I think that life experience is, I feel like we should get a certificate for life. Yes. Basically. <laughs> that is your certificate. Yes. Make one yourself. Print it out, you Absolutely. know? Yeah. Um, and I love this. Like identifying mm -hmm. your credibility. Mm -hmm. And I even, mean literally writing it out too, yeah. like making it accessible every even time if you, you made falter. your own like quote unquote resume, mm -hmm. I, we should call it a badass confident resume, right? <laughs> you got your badass confidence resume here and just really mapping out all of the incredible things you are mm -hmm. really good at. And I know mm -hmm. that at some points in life when you're not as confident, you're like, oh, I don't know. Because there was a time in my life where mm -hmm. I wasn't confident and I had no clue. And I remember I was trying to write down 10 things that I was really good at. And I literally got to, I can make tea. <laughs> and that's all. That's Aww. all I could think about. Because I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you get to that place where you're stuck instantly, go ask your loved ones. Mm -hmm. People love to love on people. If you do. need some love, oh my God, you just have to ask for it. But just ask them, hey, what is something that you feel like I'm really good at? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So the second thing would be kind of what I alluded to earlier is this fail faster. Just take yeah. action, create the sense of consistency. And it doesn't have to be major things every day, but it does have to be a little something every day. Because what I find is there's this huge correlation between confidence and consistency. If you are waiting to have confidence to take action, then nothing's ever going to happen. But if you just right. take a little bit of action and you realize you're not going to die, <laughs> that's nothing Woo! bad may not happen. <laughs> or if it does, yeah. you can learn from it. Okay. And the idea idea of taking action before you can even have the fear because this whole idea of fearlessness is bullshit quite right. frankly they just your fears are different than mine but you disappear to be fearless they because exist. they yeah exactly yeah. completely exist in also, everybody when you're confident you don't and what i talk about a lot on this podcast is that those fears you have the opportunity instead of them being so loud in your mm -hmm. head they can become a whisper rather yeah. than a scream yeah. And getting to the place where, and I, I love what you said too. It's like, okay, don't wait until you're confident to take the next step. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times confidence comes from doing. Exactly. Doing the things, trying things. Be like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, or exactly. hey, that worked really well. Mm -hmm. And but I think the thing that. to remember there too is as we're thinking of, okay, what do I need to do first is you were having this desire on purpose. So mm -hmm. why would you not want to try to go after it? Mm -hmm. Whether you're confident or not, let's do the damn thing and, and see how we can pivot from there. Mm -hmm. Well, and thinking about the fact that confidence and and courage look very different to different people. Yeah. You know, four years ago, I was living in New York City and I moved to Columbus pretty much on a whim. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio <laughs> That's such now. such a weird place to move. Like, Super what, Normally, it's the opposite, right? Okay, like, what, what, I, Yeah, like tell us a story here. I feel so like that was, that was the leadership training, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the okay. leadership training. I had attended it out there. I was very unhappy here. And somebody yeah. was like, oh, yeah, come out here to take this training. Yeah. So I did. And I came back for the second leg of training. And when I did, in the middle of it, I was having dinner with like my little group. And I just all of a sudden realized, oh, my God, I need to move to Columbus. Like the mm -hmm. only thing keeping me in New York. It was the second time I had ever been to the city. All my family's in New Jersey. Like there's nothing out there for me except possibility. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, I moved there. And I was mm. so convinced my family thought I joined a cult, like that something was terribly <laughs> wrong. But I mean, the reality was that I knew that I, there was just something in me screaming, you have to go and try. And there's always, you can always come back here. You know, I was fortunate enough yeah. to have parents that would have taken me in and kind of helped me get my bearings yeah, again right. if it happened. But I've never truly fallen on my feet. No matter how many times I've, I've feared that level of failure, I've never really truly failed to the point where I'm homeless or where I couldn't feed myself or anything. And if we know that to be true, mm -hmm. the question then becomes, would you ever let it get to that point? Exactly. And the answer is probably no. No. Have you ever been to the point where you were homeless? No. Would you ever allow yourself to be? No. Okay, then what do we have to fear? Yeah. You would figure it out one way or another. Even if that means getting a job, if you have mm -hmm. to do something temporarily for money to, you know, really... I, I, oh God, I hate when people like, like slander people for not following their dreams because they had to go get a job. No, go get a job, mm -hmm. create massive abundance around, hey, I have plenty of money. Yeah. And then I get to receive a lot more just because I'm existing and I'm worthy. Yeah. And that kind of goes well into my third tip then, which yes. is the idea of really allowing yourself to lean on a crutch and not necessarily seeing it as a bad thing at first. Because what we do is we look at crutches as this horrible thing. Well, you can't do that because that's something you're going to come to rely on. Mm. Well, yeah, that could be true, but mm -hmm. it could also be the thing that gives you enough courage right now to yes. get over that hump of the initial debilitating sort of fear. Yeah. So the next time, then you can go a little bit farther outside your comfort zone. Maybe you use that crutch a little bit less or you can remove it the next time, right. but you need to build that evidence for yourself that, hey, 
it's okay and I will survive because honestly, the, the whole idea that you, you feel like you're going to die, public speaking in particular, when I coach people on that, I mean, you, you, your body gets tense, you physically can't breathe. So naturally your body feels like you're going to die because you can't breathe. Yeah. So the instinctual sort of fear is, yeah, this is, this is worse than death. But if you just allow yourself to breathe a little bit yeah. and remind yourself, take a deep a this pause. Is, yes. Take a moment to yes, yourself. Just a pause. That's all it takes. It's just a little bit of a crutch. You know, it's not going to hurt anybody. Nobody necessarily has to know that that's what you're doing. I mean, I tell people have a little dance party, you know, go out and sing in the parking lot, whatever you got to do <laughs> to just calm your nerves a little bit. And then you need that a little less every single time moving forward, mm. but you can't lean on it. That's the thing. Right. That's when a crutch becomes a problem. Yeah. I love that. When did you start this business it's had an evolution of right. sorts but it's yeah about four years basically since i moved to columbus wow and, mm -hmm. and columbus is, is treating you well columbus is treating me well i found <laughs> the love of my life there i have oh found success there all the things yeah. i love that so much you know i i love these uh these stories where people just make these abrupt decisions because mm -hmm. I feel like you are my people, right? <laughs> I am normally not your people. Well, I'm normally the ducks in a row sort of lady, but you are now, I, yeah. you have become it. Yeah. But it's it's also like listening to that nudge and knowing, I, I don't even know why I want to do this or what this even means or what this even looks like, but mm -hmm. I'm just going to trust that this yes. is the right decision. Exactly. And I've had so many of those moments. I mean, both moving across the countries were, I mean, I've, I've moved across the country and the world so many times that I'm just like, that was for a reason yeah. and i love that you followed that because oh my gosh if you didn't where you know where would you be yeah. and i think that often we don't know why we're going through the things we're going through nope. and we don't know you know why is this the next step or why am i being tugged in this direction and i'd love to know what kind of advice do you have for someone who's kind of in this place where they're like i feel like i should take a next step or i should mm -hmm. do something but I'm not feeling good and I, I don't, I'm scared. I'm fearful. I don't really know if this is the next step or not. Yeah. Well, and it's, it goes into a lot of what you talk about too, this idea of the mindset. If right. you start looking at it with curiosity of, huh, I wonder why I'm feeling this way as opposed to judging it, as opposed to being afraid of it. Right. And well, you can be afraid of it, but again, looking at it with curiosity of, I wonder why that is. I wonder what right. I can learn from this, or I wonder what yes. it's trying to tell me. What what can possibly come out of this that's good? I love that. Yeah, like looking at the good possibilities. Yes. You know, I love looking at worst case, like, okay, when I say worst case <laughs> scenario, I mean like, okay, the ultimate worst case scenario. Like mm -hmm. what could that actually look like? Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I had my first business, a lot of it would be me going to like Target and to the mall and like meeting literal strangers strangers <laughs> and when I first thought about that just like talking to like someone about like anything I was like oh my god what if they like throw something at me and I'm like okay that was a, that's where my brain went I was like okay literal worst case scenario is they would pick something up and throw something at me but I was like why would a human do that then they'd have to pay <laughs> for it too I mean they'll break it it's just not good I was like that's <laughs> so silly and often our worst case like the, the ultimate worst case scenario is so silly it is. That it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You know? I usually tell people to follow the train of thought, right? So if, if you're scared of doing something, okay, I'm scared of doing this because I'm afraid I'll fail. I'm afraid if I fail that I'll be judged. I'm afraid if I'm judged that I won't be loved. If I'm afraid if I'm lo not loved that I'm going to get depressed. If I'm afraid right. I'm going to get depressed, I'm going to, you know, lose my job. If I lose my job, I'm going to be homeless. If I lose my homeless, then I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to die. Okay. Right. So follow that thought. <laughs> so because I'm afraid I'm going to die. And like yeah. skipping that once you get to the end thought and you're like, wow, yeah, that does sound ridiculous. Okay, so for someone to be able to go do this in their journal mm -hmm. later today, what is the question they need to ask to get to that next step? 
So here's the, so first, okay, what do we first got to do? First things first, identify the fear, right? Mm -hmm. What what is the actual fear? What are you actually Mm -hmm. feeling right now? Correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then what? So doing that and then asking that question, like what happens if that is true? Like asking yourself, like if that is genuinely true, what will happen? Okay. So that's one question. Mm -hmm. If that's genuinely true, what would happen? So what was your example, the first example? Uh, I was just saying fear in the general sense, but you know, Um, again, public speaking is an easy one. Like if I, if I mess up on stage, then, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be judged or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I say, so I'm going to be judged. Mm -hmm. Then what? And then exactly. And then what? Okay. That's the, so, that you just keep following that, that prompt. Okay, so basically mm-hmm. it's just, and then what? You just what, go down what? the rabbit hole. Yep. Until we get to the place where it's like, okay, and then we tie the two together. We tie mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. in with the end, mm-hmm. and we kind of look at that, and we say, what happens then? What, yeah. what happens well, when and, that, and that's the thing is like when you, ultimately when you get down to it, pretty much all of them lead to like, I'm going to die. <laughs> because the idea right. is like that I'm going to fail and I'm going to get in this horrible place. And like, ultimately there's this, you know, everybody has these basic needs for security and it's food, right. shelter, right. all right. that sort oh, of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. safety. Of course. So, I mean, ultimately that is the deep seated fear is that somehow what we're doing, that fear is stemmed from something that means we're unsafe in right. some fashion. Like there's the five basic needs yes. that we all exactly. need bits and pieces of them, but there's yes. two of them that we always attract to mm-hmm. more than the other that we kind of hold on a higher platform mm-hmm. of this is a high value value for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that exercise. And I really want, I'm glad we broke it down so people yeah. can actually go do it. Oh yeah. And really identify, okay, does this make sense? Or am I letting my ego and my fear just kind of drive the car for a while? Mm-hmm. And it's, and when you recognize that that voice isn't true, that that's just something that's kind of in your head spinning around. I had mentioned earlier today, it's kind of like this little goblin that's like, you know, putting programming <laughs> in your head and you don't have to listen to it. But I mean, I even name when I start to hear that happening in my head naturally before I even write it out, I, I give it a name. And I mean, I name it Gertie because I can't say that without laughing. But you know, so like if I'm getting angry or upset or something, it's like, all right, yeah. Gertie, Gertie, reel it in. Right. Because, and like, it's, listen. it just takes me out of the moment long enough to separate myself from what is essentially a distorted thought and it just you know brings me back to who i truly am like my true being and my true wants and desires yes absolutely so this podcast is all about becoming fiercely unstoppable of course Mm -hmm. so can you tell us about a time that you overcame an obstacle and when you did you felt victorious Ooh, yeah so Again, the performance anxiety is still something I experience, but I have been practicing ever since getting into this world of personal development. Uh, Two years ago now, I think, I was invited to sing the national anthem at the rodeo in Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, which is- They have rodeos there? Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I'm from Jersey. I'm like, what do I know about a rodeo? I know nothing. So, and I had always had this dream of singing the national anthem at a major sporting event. Not what I had in mind, but rodeo will do. But 12,000 people. What? And a rodeo, very patriotic people. So like, you know, this is not one of those like Beyonce sort of moments where you do all the crazy (laughs) stuff. Like they, they like the purity of it. They, they, it means something to them. Yeah. And I remember I only found out 24 hours before because there was an emergency of somebody who had to cancel. And so I spent 24 hours wanting to vomit. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. (laughs) And then I get there and I'm standing in the corner, you know, the lights are down and they're introduced all the military to come out with the flags and yeah. everything and having like the whole the whole ceremony of it and I have the mic in my hand and I remember standing there I felt like Rocky in the corner about to start the match like I just I started to feel like oh oh I'm excited I am so excited about and it was the first time that I felt that fear transition into excitement before mm. I actually was done and yeah. to feel that transition in my body even though the sensation was actually the same as fear with like all that buzzing energy and adrenaline, 
I was so freaking proud of myself before I even finished. And to feel that and to see how far I had come from, you know, several years before failing at my Mm. grad school audition. I mean, it was just so unreal to go from singing in front of a panel of judges, terrified, six people to 12,000. And I was excited. That was huge for me. I love that. Okay, so really quickly, I want you to create some some top tips for someone who maybe not necessarily with performing anxiety, but mm-hmm. who has um, a little bit of anxiety when it comes to oh my gosh, I need to go live or I need to mm-hmm. talk to clients and I I want to show up more and I want to I want a public speaker, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Who has these really big ideas yet they're still holding back because they mm-hmm. haven't unleashed this confident self. What are your top tips to help them really embody that person yeah. so they can take the next step? Yeah, there's there's three things. So the first is intention. Why are you sharing this information? Whether it's like a thesis statement of what it is that you're going to share. So Facebook Live is an example. You know, yeah. what is the message you really want them to walk away with if it was only one sentence? Yeah. And that helps you really stay on topic, stay focused. Because sometimes right. the fear is, oh, I don't want to ramble. Okay, well, this is how you prevent rambling. The second is to get really clear on your vision and remind yourself when that fear comes up, why are you doing this business in the first place? Yes. Remind yourself of the true vision of the business you're creating. It's to, like, you know, for me, it's we forget that we do you know we forget Mm -hmm. when when shit hits the fan and when like life happens Mm -hmm. we're like wait why am i doing this yeah exactly we have to remind ourselves i love that we have to remind ourselves of that and it's it brings it back to that service sort of place too where it's not about you anymore and then it it takes the pressure off of us a little bit yeah i think like follow up to that it's like okay what is my why okay how can i serve that today Mm -hmm. how can i serve that today okay yeah absolutely And then the last one is just to make a plan for yourself, you know, just get really clear on how is this serving me moving the needle forward in some fashion? Because if you're doing it because you feel like you should, as opposed to really feeling like it's something that's going to support you, then you're not going to want to do it. You're not going to want to continue with it. And that consistency is really important to actually build your business and momentum. So don't do things because you're supposed to be on every platform. Don't do things because you feel like you have to learn to do them properly, focus on them so you can do them right. And be consistent in one place, then build on that. And that can really alleviate some of the stress of having to be in all the places at once. Yeah. Consistency is is absolutely key and vital to success within business. And I think that confidence related to that, Mm -hmm. you have to have the two of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been absolutely incredible. Why don't you tell people where people can find you? They can see more of you. They can learn more about you. They can hear more of your knowledge and all the good stuff. Yeah. My website is a great place to find me always, ginamolinari.com. And Facebook is where I spend most of my time because like I said, focus on one thing and I love it. So (laughs) facebook.com slash the ginamo. And I'm always doing Facebook lives with tips and tricks. And you know, you can get on my email newsletter, all that stuff. Thank you so much for being here. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.